You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm smelling the dog. I am a mutt. I'm smelling the dog. I'm super smiley. I have a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I have a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I have a pony. We share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. We have a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm smiling the dog. I am a mutt. I'm smiling the dog. I'm super smiley. Woof and Super Smiles. Welcome to a Super Smiley Adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet podcasting and Wi-Fi network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, here with Super Smiley, my giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. And from our Malibu rescue crew, Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty is here with us again because today we are going on a road trip. Our Super Smiley Adventure show explores travel and inner journeys where our pets lead us. And today we're taking a radio ride from Florida to Colorado with Kristen Levine, who took the trip in her Toyota with her dog, Chili. Kristen also owns and directs Fetching Communications, a super possum PR firm for everything to do with pets. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much, Meg. I'm thrilled to be here. How's Florida today? It is hot, 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 and muggy, muggy, muggy. Oh, my gosh. And is Chili there with you? He sure is. He's chewing on a frozen bone with peanut butter in it. Yay. Oh, Smiley says that sounds way yummy. (laughs) So Kristen is not only going to tell us about her adventure, but she's going to give us advice on how to find the best pet-friendly hotels, rest stops, dog parks, and everything we need to know for a major road trip. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back to talk with Kristen Levine. Toot Sweet says he's cool. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm I'm Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco, where healthy pets go. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
and we're back on Pet Life Radio, a super smiley adventure. I'm Megan Blake, and today we're on a major radio road trip from Florida to Colorado with Kristen Levine, the possum owner and director of Fetching Communications, a PR firm for everything pet. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Megan. How are you? I am so good. I'm having so much fun. We're here in Malibu, and I'm sorry to tell you the weather here is perfect. (laughs) I'm sure it is. I I I wouldn't expect anything else. It's really beautiful, and as a matter of fact, there's a little bit of a nip in the air. It's so strange. It's like the sun shifted or something, but it doesn't sound like you're feeling that over there, right? No, it's probably about 94 degrees today, and the humidity is probably topping out around 90%, so it's not a good hair day for dogs or people. Oh, that's funny. Not a good hair day. Well, before we get into the road trip, tell us about Fetching Communications, a PR firm for pets. This is like an awesome idea. Tell us. Sure. Well, thanks. I started the company back in 2003 after I spent about 15 years working as a PR director for a local animal shelter here in the Tampa Bay area. And, you know, I was kind of burnt out from doing the same job for 15 years, but I obviously was very passionate about pets and the humane welfare movement. So I tried to come up with, you know, what can I do next? How can I parlay my love for pets and my experience in PR and make a living at it? And I came up with Fetching Communications because at the time there were no other marketing or PR companies that were specifically serving the pet or the veterinary marketplace. So I like to say, and I can say, we were the first on the map to do so. There are other companies out there doing this now as well, because obviously the pet industry is booming, but it's a great niche to be in. And it's easy to get up and come to work every day because, you know, I know that I'm ultimately impacting the lives of pets and their people. So it's, it's really fun. Very cool. So you can say that you were officially leading the pack, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they call me the wizard of paws at work. Oh, how fun. The Wizard of Paws. I like that. You know what? Oh, gosh. After we finish our radio road trip on this show, you'll have to come back on and we'll do a show about cool new products that you've discovered. Would that be fun? That would be a blast. All right. The Wizard of Paws will be back with products (laughs) coming up. (laughs) And, of course, we all have to know about your four-legged family. I have a whole menagerie over here with Smiley and Angel, Starfire and Mini Haha. Oh, and Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty is here. (laughs) When I woke up this morning, he was on my head. I was wearing a cat hat. Oh, my goodness. I totally was wearing a cat hat. It was crazy. But tell us, who's in your menagerie? Well, sure. Well, right now we just have a small menagerie. We have two donkeys, two miniature donkeys named (laughs) Izzy and Willow. And we have a fabulous mixed breed dog named Chili. And he's about a year and a half old. And you know what? We thought he was a Labrador mix, but I did that doggy DNA test on him. And we found out that he's actually a Dalmatian and boxer crossed with with an Australian shepherd and a husky. So (laughs) kind of a crazy mix up. That's uh, crazy. Yes, because I've seen pictures of him, and he does look like a little lab. He looks just like a I little know. a little lab mix. But you never know. That's like a crazy combination. Yeah, wow. so he's a he's a lab in disguise. So, uh, <laughs> but he's the love of our life, and we're going to be adopting a, a new kitty soon. We had a rough time because we had several old pets at the same time. Oh, two Labradors and our cat Tank, uh, all within a couple of years. So we're just now kind of rebuilding and and looking for uh, looking for a great shelter cat to add to our home. Oh, well, I'm sorry for your losses there. We all know know what that's like, but I'm glad you're going to give a new forever home to a wonderful, wonderful, very lucky 
lucky kitty once you pick out and it's be a very lucky kitty cat. So you and Chili decided to take a little road trip halfway across the country. Tell us about that. <laughs> yes. Well, as you know, you and I both joined the Toyota pet team last year. And so I got this idea that I would love to take a long road trip in my new Toyota Sequoia to visit my sister and her family who live in Denver. And You know, it was kind of exciting because I've never taken that long of a road trip and it was just going to be me and Chili because my husband couldn't take that many days off from work. So we planned out this trip step by step and the plan was, you know, to be safe. We only wanted to drive during the daylight. We wanted to make a couple stops along the way to visit family and I wanted to make sure Chili was super comfortable and safe. And, you know, he'd never been on a long car trip. I think the longest ride he'd ever taken was 30 minutes. So I was really Whoa. little. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's a big deal for him then. It, yeah, huge deal. And turns out it was a 2,000 mile trip each way. So Wait, um, 2,000 miles? Because this is going to show I may not know what I'm talking about. I thought the whole country was only 2,500 miles across. Is that sort of right? I don't think so. Oh, you know what? But I, you go, I know what. That. No, I know what it is. You're going diagonal because you were going way from down in yeah. Florida and then way up to Colorado. That's what it was because I think yeah. literally from a straight line from coast to coast oh, is true. about 2,500 miles. Wow. True. So that's even further than I thought, 2,000 miles each way. Okay, you, <laughs> yeah. you've got to have a few adventures to share. I know that you're very, very knowledgeable about caretaking and living with pets and you're talking about safety, but there had to have been a few surprises and adventures that you encountered along the way. What, what happened? Yeah, there really were. I have to say, I Personally, I can't speak for Chili, but I was surprised that the trip was easier than I expected it to be. I think it was because I had several months to psych myself out and think, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is, this is going to be a long, drawn out, boring road trip, but it was anything but. So, you know, I guess one of the first surprises, not a big surprise, but, you know, I had planned on driving the first day for eight hours. Well, I ended up driving for 10, which meant that the hotel that I had reserved that was pet friendly, we'd already blown past that. I wanted to keep going until I got tired. So I just hopped on my cell phone and called the nearest hotel coming up to the exit where we were going to get off. And I was pleasantly surprised to learn that they absolutely allowed pets. And I think there was a $25 fee for Chili to be in the room with me. But I have to say, I guess the bigger surprise was that out of every hotel I called on the road, because even though I had planned it out and I knew, or at least I thought I knew where I was going to stop, I ended up throwing that plan out the window <laughs> when we were actually on the road. <laughs> but the great surprise was I had absolutely no problem finding hotels that would take chili. That's so that amazing. Was, and that was yeah. actually my next question. I know that it's, it's relatively easy to find pet-friendly hotels in large cities or in tourist areas. But my question was, what about finding ones on the very specific route, you know, as you travel from one place to another? But even though you'd planned, you're saying uh-huh. that you did it very spontaneously and it worked out, right? Is that what we, what we understand? Yeah, I really did. And, uh, you know, when you travel from Tampa, Florida to Denver, Colorado, you really don't drive through many big cities at all. No. <laughs> it's all very, very rural. I think our first night we spent just outside of Mobile, Alabama. The second night we stayed in Jacksonville, Arkansas. And then the third night was Salina, Kansas. So we're talking rural towns, you know. Those are rural cities. towns, right, yeah, th- right. There were no, no Ritz-Carlton's or no Lowe's hotels 
to be, to be had. <laughs> but you know what that speaks to? That tells us, because remember, a long, long time ago, it was only the sort of flea-bitten, so to speak, hotels that accepted pets. <laughs> and now it's the luxury resorts that accept pets. And now you're telling us that it's really becoming almost mainstream from your experience from driving 4,000 miles, basically, that it's sort of mainstream to, to, for people to bring their pets to hotels. Absolutely. And I did notice that in most of the places that we stayed, whether it was a Holiday Inn or a Candlewood Suite or a Doubletree Hotel, there were quite a few other pets in our, whether it was our floor or our hallway. So, you know, in some cases they may dedicate a certain section of rooms or dedicate a certain floor to pets. But it was really funny because Chili would, we'd be walking to our room and he'd have to stop at every door to sniff <laughs> under the door to see who's in the room next door to me. So I could tell there were a lot of pets. But you know what? Not a lot of barking. Maybe a you know, here and there a little bit, but otherwise all the pets were really well behaved in their hotel rooms. That is so funny. You're talking about chili <laughs> sniffing because, because we, you know, if we want to sightsee, we're going to look out the window and see who's there, but the dogs, they're going to smell who's there. Isn't that funny? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, the rest areas. So are they all dog friendly? Did you just stop along the way at random rest areas? What, what did you do when you're actually driving? Yeah, you know, most of the time I would stop at a rest area and I would say probably more than 50% of the time they were dog friendly. Usually the larger ones are dog friendly, like they have a station for the little duty bags and they have a, a nice grassy area where you can walk your dog. But I tell you, the best places we stopped were just little county or city parks along the way. Like we'd go off the beaten path sometimes if there was a park nearby Mm -hmm. And the reason that we liked that is because there was even more room to roam. And it's really important when you're, when you're on a long haul trip like this, if you're going to be driving more than a couple of hours, you really need to stop every, probably every three hours to let your pet out, to, not only to go potty, but to exercise. And what I tried to do was to stop for at least 20 or 30 minutes because Chili usually wouldn't get out of the car and do his business. He had to sniff around and stretch his legs, and it was usually toward the end of the break that he would actually do his business. <laughs> yeah. so, um, but I think it's really good for them because they're spending so much time in the car and mostly sleeping that they get to not only exercise their body, but they exercise their mind and kind of take their mind off the monotony of riding in the car. That's so, really um, good advice. Exercise the body and give them something else to focus their attention on. That's really good advice. Absolutely. And bring their toys, their favorite toys. We played, we played, you know, fetch with the tennis ball at this little city park that had a baseball diamond. There was nobody out there but us, but we just had a really good time. And then uh, I didn't feel so guilty about loading them back up for another three hour haul. Right, right. And so you let him off leash. You, you didn't have to find dog parks necessarily. You just found safe areas where you felt like you were off the beaten path, off the road, and you could play with him for a little while. Yeah, I'll tell you, Megan, I only let him off leash, I think, at that one park I just mentioned, the city oh, park. Oh, okay. Because it was okay. so huge, and there was absolutely nobody there, and there were very few cars going by, if any. At the rest stops and at the other places we stopped, I put Chile on a long lead retractable leash just because I'm paranoid, and I just, you know, our first trip together is I didn't want to take any chances that he might get distracted and you know, run off beyond my control. So yeah, I rarely would let him off the lead, but you know, in certain cases, if it was a fenced area, sure, that'd be great. But uh, no. you don't know what you're going to find on the road. 
Right. No, I agree with you um, a trillion percent that, first of all, you never want your dog to get lost, but you really never want him to get lost in some area that you don't know. And so it's right. oh, this is a good reminder to um, keep your dog on the leash unless you feel 100% safe and have them microchipped and carry a photograph of your dog just in case he does get loose. You can quickly go to the veterinarian offices, to the restaurants, to the local areas and say, well, have you seen my dog? So that's a good thing Absolutely. to carry with you. And speaking Absolutely. of things to carry with you, what do you recommend that people pack? You got to take his food and water bowls. Tell us what we should pack when we do something like sure, this. Sure, sure. Well, okay. So we packed. I overpacked. Let me just. <laughs> Not only do I overpack for myself, but I overpack for Chili. Um, but I took his regular food. You know, you don't want to change their diet, especially on a, on a trip. Took his regular food enough to last the whole time we would be gone. I had a, a great collapsible water bowl that would you know you could use. I could use inside the truck, and I took his favorite toys. I took a short leash and a long leash. As you said, Megan, Chili already has a microchip, but I had a collar made for him that was embroidered with his name. And then in addition to that, he has, of course, his identification tags on his collar. I brought his medical records, like his vaccination history. Very smart. Yes. And what else did we bring? Oh, gosh. Oh, how about um, something from home that smells like, well, his toys obviously smell like home. But I always talk about like a blanket, something that smells like home. So when he's even at your relatives, at your destination, he'll still feel at home. Is that good? Yes. Great reminder. And yeah, I brought, oh, this is important. I brought, he has a nylon crate that he loves at home and we just sleep open all the time and he goes in there to sleep or to chew his bone. And so I brought that in the Sequoia too, so that whenever we stopped at, whether it be a hotel or um, we did make a stop at my aunt and uncle's house, I brought his crate in with me with his blankie so that he had that little piece of home, even though he was in all these crazy places. (laughs) <laughs> right. That is so smart. Crate training is so wonderful. And every once in a while, I will still run into someone who thinks it might be like, oh, they're in prison. Oh, you're locking them up. But you just uh-huh. explained it so perfectly, Kristen. You're bringing their, I call it their little condo. It's their little yeah. apartment. And they go in and it's their safe place. Even when Toot Sweet travels on the airplane, he's in one of those little tiny bags. But to him, that's his safe place. And he wants, believe me, he would much rather be in that little condo than sitting next to me on the airplane with all those people. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Well, speaking of Toot Sweet, the Travel Kitty and Smiley are telling me that it's time for a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Smiley the Dog. I'm Super Smiley. Let's rock. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List. 
foods you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash super and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash super. S-U-P-E-R. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as a human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another dish of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet And we're back on a super smiley adventure with Kristen Levine on our radio road trip from Florida to Colorado. Hey, Kristen. Hello. So back on the road. <laughs> Kristen, you are, yes, you already mentioned that Smiley and I are spokes team for Toyota's Pet Safe Initiative, and you and Chili are on the team too. Tell us about the Pet Safe program from Toyota and why it's so extremely important. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, Toyota recognized that a lot of people that are buying Toyotas are also pet parents. I think the last survey that I looked at that they had shared with us was somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40% of the people that were already buying those cars were pet owners. So it only makes sense to find ways to help those customers make a more comfortable and safe ride for their pets. Also, you know, there are some crazy statistics out there, just some new ones that just came out recently that AAA and Kurgo did, and they found that nearly one in five respondents to this survey admitted that they actually take their hands off the wheel to keep their dogs from climbing into the front seat. So the message that Toyota and our pet initiative team are spreading is that pet restraint is so important when traveling in an automobile with your pet. You know, just like you would never put your child in the car without buckling them up, you shouldn't put your dog or your cat or whatever other critter you have into a either a restraint system or a harness or a carrier because a pet that is not restrained can ultimately become a driver distraction. And we all know what driver distraction can lead to. It can lead to accidents from very minor to very extreme. And so really it's the safest thing for not only the pets, but also the people and passengers that are in the car to have your pet restrained. And so so our job on the team is to educate Americans about how important this is and to show them and demonstrate the different options that are out there to buckle your pet up safely. 
Right. And there are very, very wonderful pet restraints that work within the cars. But again, sort of like with the crate, whenever I say pet restraints, sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to restrain my dog. He likes sticking his head out the window or he loves bouncing back and forth and, and visiting with everyone in the car. But like you said, Kristen, you wouldn't even consider letting your child do that or, or even another mm-hmm. adult. Oh, I'm going to sit in the front seat. Now I'm going to crawl to the back seat. <laughs> when, when, you put, <laughs> when you put it like that, it just is so obvious. It's just so simple that yes, that the dog's should be given the same safety considerations that we give ourselves as humans. And it's just that simple. And um, you mentioned several types of equipment. Every piece of equipment won't be perfect for every dog and person. You need to choose what fits your dog and your lifestyle. So tell us about some of the choices in pet safe equipment for our cars. Sure, absolutely. Well, I'll start with Chili's favorites because he actually has a couple of different options. Um, I have the Toyota Sequoia. So if we're going just on trips around town, he likes to ride in the back seat behind the passenger seat. And if he's in that seat, we use a special harness. It's called a true fit harness. It's made by a company called Kurgo, who pioneered that survey I mentioned earlier with AAA. It's a true fit harness that has a little cool belt loop, or not belt loop, but like a, uh, well, I guess it's a loop that attaches the harness to the seatbelt system. So that if you were to stop short or get into an accident, the seatbelt would engage, which would prevent Shelly from getting thrown forward or backward or side to side in an accident. Now, if we're going on a longer trip, like the trip we were talking about earlier from Tampa to Colorado, Chili liked to ride in the cargo area of the truck. And so that's where I had his crate. And it's really important if your pet is in a crate, whether it's a big crate for a, a medium to larger dog or a small handheld carrier for your cat or smaller dog, it's important that that apparatus be secured to the vehicle. In other words, Chili's crate was actually tethered to the floorboard, to like the cargo area, so that if, you know, if we were to get in an accident or if I had to slam on the brakes, that whole crate wouldn't go flying around. But that was where he was most comfortable if we were going to be driving for more than like, say, 30 minutes. And those are great examples because, like you just mentioned, two different ways that Chili likes to ride. So you don't have to necessarily just pick one thing and go with that one thing. You can adjust along the way to better accommodate your dog's needs or or your trip with the trip that you're making. That's really, really wonderful. And also, Toyota is talking about buying a car that also fits your dog's needs. You mentioned Mm -hmm. tethering a crate to the floorboard in the back. So you can make sure that there are hooks or there are safety, there are fastening places where you can tether the crate and make sure that, that the dog fits in the seat, that he's not you know, all squished down. Make sure that the exactly. car fits your lifestyle just like the pet fits your lifestyle. Exactly, exactly. And I know the vehicle that you have, you have the Sienna, is that right? No, I have the Highlander. Oh, sorry, the Highlander. Okay, well, I can't remember what the Highlander looks like, but I know the Sienna has a really, like, a low step up, which is great for smaller dogs. Like, if they have trouble jumping in the car, of course, you can lift them up. But my friend has one, and her dog can easily just jump in the car himself because it's it's just maybe a... 10 inch jump from the ground not only finding the apparatus inside the car but choosing a vehicle that actually matches your your pet and your pet's lifestyle right and there's so many things that you can get as well like ramps i had a dog that had her leg amputated from cancer several years ago so we had to buy ramps i had a land cruiser at that time which i still have i love my land cruiser but we got a ramp and then she would just walk up very easily so there's so many things now that we can get to help accommodate our dogs go on trips with us which is really 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 cool and fun's the goal Adventure is sort of the process we have in this fun, but safety is how we make those things happen. Are there any more safety tips for our canine travelers you have? 
Yeah, I would say with regard to feeding them, what Chili and I would do is in the morning before we would hit the road is I would give him a light meal, like not a normal portion that he would have for breakfast, but a little bit lighter portion just so that, you know, the movement from the vehicle didn't cause him to get an upset tummy. You know, we're driving for longer periods of time and he might not have an opportunity to go potty as often as he would do at home. But then in the evening when we would get settled into our hotel or wherever we were staying, I would give him his normal sized meal. So that seemed to work out really well. Um, And then just like I said earlier, uh, making sure that you stop for plenty of potty breaks and exercise breaks and making sure that you have toys that are fun and safe for them to chew on to pass the time. And And keep them hydrated. Absolutely. And you know what's kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say funny, but strange, is Chili wouldn't drink water in the vehicle. (laughs) Yeah. So when we would stop, I would put the same bowl with the same water on the ground and he would drink out of it. So I don't know if it was the movement or, you know, whatever it was that he didn't like, but it's really important to keep your pet hydrated on those long trips. Right. And um, Angel and Smiley have something similar. They go to a dog class every, a group dog class every Saturday morning, and they won't drink in the class with the other dogs around. But as soon as they get to the car, they'll drink or, you know, but they just will not drink out of the community water bowl with the other dogs <laughs> around. So, <laughs> so, I'm sure yeah. they have good reason. We just yeah, don't they, know what I'm, it is. I'm sure they do too. Oh, speaking of that, I talk to my pets. I'm sure you talk to Chili. Does Chili talk to you? Does he tell you something? What does Chili want to say to us today? <laughs> Chili wants me to tell you that we just decided that we're going to do that crazy Tampa to Denver trip again this year. We had so much fun last year, and this year we're going to plan a little bit different route and go visit different relatives along the way, but he wants all dogs to know that car trips can be a lot of fun and adventurous, and you get to meet other dogs and family members, and most importantly, you get to spread the word to other pet parents about the importance of restraining their pets for safe travel. Absolutely. I love that. And Smiley and Toot Sweet second that. They love traveling with me. Like you said, they get to see new things, smell new smells. And to them, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I'm going to need to get with you and Toot Sweet when we adopt our cat because I want to okay. be able to travel with my cat. And, and I oh. know Toot Sweet could you know, offer some great advice to us. Absolutely. He will be more than happy to, <laughs> off, to help you with your, with your travel plans <laughs> with your kitty awesome. cat. <laughs> and part of our adventure with pets here is to see where they lead us, if it's out in the world from Florida to Colorado, or on on inner journeys. Has Chili taught you anything about life and living with Chili? Mm, oh my gosh. He's probably taught me a hundred things. He's taught me that or reminded me that it's just the simple things in life, you know, just nothing makes me happier than coming home and seeing his smiling face. He's also reminded me that we as humans need that physical, tangible connection with other living creatures. And we spend so much time during the day texting and Skyping and emailing and and Facebooking our friends. And we just have all these electronic connections with all these humans in our lives. But when we get home, fortunately, we have to connect on a physical one-to-one level with our pets. And I think that we just get so much from those relationships and that we need to, to embrace that and to enjoy that. And, uh, be happy that you can't text your pet or you can't email your pet because it's a lot more fun dealing with them one-on-one. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. As a matter of fact, we just did a show with Mackenzie Phillips and that was exactly what Mackenzie said, that in this world of, of information coming at you all the time and all the technology, your pets, they actually make you stop. They make you stop and look at them and then you breathe and then you smile and then you then you hug them and then it's like, oh, now I'm back in life. This is what exactly. life is all about. 
about. So that is so cool. Way to go, Chili, for sharing that with us today. Awesome. Awesome. Kristen, do you have a website or a Facebook or where can we find you and find out what's sure. going on with you? Sure. Well, you can go to, let's see, I'll send you to my company website. That's where you can find all kinds of links to me. It's fetchingcommunications.com, F-E-T-C-H-I-N-G, and then the word communications.com. And if you go to our, it's called our pack, which lists all of our pack members on the fetching team, you can find me and you can link to my Facebook page or my Twitter account, um, any of that stuff. And pretty soon Chili's going to have his very own too. So I'll have to let you know when that's up and running. Oh, yeah, dude, that'll be fun to keep up with you and to keep up with Mr. Chili. And Kristen and Chili, you have to come dance at one of Super Smiley's Flash Mobs for pet adoption. We don't have a date set yet, though, but I have a home in Florida, so we, we are definitely there on a regular basis. And right now, you can see them. They're posted at supersmileyflashmob.com, which goes right to our YouTube channel, which is also at www.youtube.com slash Megan Blake. And he's on Facebook at Super Smiley Anniversary Tour. Does Chili yeah. have a Facebook? page but not yet not yet we're working on it he keeps reminding me every day mom don't forget to work on my facebook page he's got a lot to say and a lot to share <laughs> yes chili needs to be one so smiley and chili can be friends <laughs> although <laughs> that's very funny oh Kristen levine thank you so much for joining us here and oh and super smiley is one more thing to say once again for our toyota pet safe initiative smiley likes to make it simple he says buckle up Harness up, super smile, and enjoy your adventure. Yay! Yay! Thanks so much for having me, Megan. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you again. That's Kristen Levine. We wish you the best of luck promoting all the coolest pet products with Fetching Communications. Until next time, I'm Megan Blake here with Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty and Super Smiley. Woof and Super Smiles. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>